Hey, let's pray. Hey, Jesus, tonight we just want to lift you up and we want to say thank you. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Jesus, tonight we ask that you open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Lord, we love you and we give you praise. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight we're in Exodus 3 and we just want to say uh, thank you for coming. Um, let's set the scene. We have a, a man by the name of Moses who grew up in the land of Egypt. He was a Hebrew slave, but somehow miraculously was saved and became a prince of Egypt. And while in Egypt as a prince, he ended up murdering another Egyptian for beating a Hebrew slave. And somehow someone found out found out that he murdered and he was afraid. So he ran and he ran and he ran. He ran all the way to a foreign land, to the land of Midian. Ends up becoming a shepherd, which is quite the contrast if you think about it. Was a prince of Egypt and now a shepherd. And so here we find him, a poor shepherd, tending sheep in the land of Midian. And it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire and from within a bush. And Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Now, first of all, Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's stop right here. You ever seen one of those, like, sci-fi thrillers and the person's about to go into a room and you're like, dude, do not go into the room. I'm telling you, don't go in the room. Okay. Don't go in the room, please. But they go in the room and they end up getting killed or, or something even crazier. I don't know, but you just said, you're like, don't go into the room, please, please. Well, this is where I am with Moses because I gotta be honest with you. If, if I see a bush and, and it's, and it's, it's on fire and, well, here's the thing. It's not being consumed. In other words, the leaves are still green. The bush is still standing and you, I, you don't really smell any smoke. I, I'm just saying that I'm not going to go towards the bush. I'm going to think, okay, that's crazy. I may want to walk the other way, but Moses goes towards the bush. And when the Lord saw that uh, Moses had come to look, God called him from within the bush and he said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into the good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I 
that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Who am I? It's a question I think maybe all of us ask at times. Who am I? Because we find Moses tending sheep and the circumstances that led him to this place. He's run. He's ran. And he is tending sheep because he's afraid. See, Moses has a past. God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Do you know what I've done? Do you know who I am? See, Moses is afraid. He's afraid of his past. He's afraid of being being made known for what he truly is. More than just a shepherd. It's amazing what fear can do, is it not? I mean, fear has this ability to debilitate us. To hold us down. To choke the life out of us. And so, here we have Moses, who's run from his past. And he has traded everything, power and glory, for a shepherd. The life of a shepherd. But here he has an opportunity. God has called him by name. And he said, Moses, I want you. I want you to go. But Moses asked the question, I think we all ask, who am I, God? Who am I? I don't think I'm the only one in this room that probably has ever been afraid or has some fears or insecurities or anything like that. I mean, it could be something as simple as fear of heights. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm terrified of heights. I can get on a ladder, but you get me anything higher than that, I, I may scream like a little girl. Who knows? When I was a kid, I had a fear of spiders. Oh my gosh, those things are ugly. Let's be honest. Beady eyes, teeth, fangs, as long as swords. I mean, it's it's kind of disturbing to look at them, is it not? Now I'm bigger, so I feel pretty good about my chances. But the thing is, is that fear, it's more than just fear of like heights and spaces that hold us back. Maybe it's fear of being intimate with others because you had your heart broken. Maybe it's fear of commitment, fear of change, fear of stepping out. Maybe it's fear because you made mistakes or you failed at your first job. Maybe it's, maybe it's fear of finding out the truth. So you just hide in your little bubble because you don't want to know. You don't want to know what's really going on. Fear has this way of being debilitating, 
has this way to choke the life out of us. And so when we have an opportunity in life, God has asked us to be something, to work somewhere, to amend a relationship, maybe with a parent, maybe with a sibling, maybe with a coworker. He's asked us to step out, but we ask the question, who am I, God? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've said to my mother? Do you know what I've done in the dark? God, I can't do this. Do you know who I am? One thing I would say is that, yes, God knows who we are. He knows the inside and out. He created us. He knew us from the very beginning. And He knows. But He still calls you by name. He still calls you and He says, I know who you've been but I know who you can be. And what he says to Moses is beautiful. And God said in verse 12, I will be with you and this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Very key words. I will be with you. I know who you've been, but I'm calling you by name. I know who you can be, and I know this is going to be hard. Difficult situations are, Moses. Difficult situations are, James. I know you're afraid to go talk to your mom. I know you're afraid to step out and get a new job. I know. I know. I know it's scary. But I will be with you. And you can trust me. And what would you know? This is Moses' next question. He says, But Moses, um, suppose, God, suppose I uh, go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? What shall I tell him? Moses is basically asking the question, God, who are you? Um, you know, I've been in a shepherd for a while and, you know, I've, I've really messed up. And, you know, I see that the bush is on fire, but it's not really burning up. And <clears throat> I appreciate the sentiments for my people. You want to save them. But <clears throat> who are you? Can I trust you? You ever, ever felt close to Moses asking these same questions? God, who am I? And can I trust you, God? And this is what God said. He said to Moses, I am who I am. And this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Moses, I am. I am redemption. I am healing 
I am restoration. I am forgiveness. I am hope. I am peace. I am love. I am enough. I am who I am. And you can rely on me. Because I am your everything. I will be with you, Moses. And when the people questioned if who I am and if I sent you, you don't worry about that. Because I am. I understand you have questions. I know who you've been. And it's going to be hard. Yes, I'm calling you to a difficult situation. But I am. And Moses says to uh, to uh, Israelites in chapter 4, after God goes through this long, hey, I've seen it, I'm coming, and don't worry, I've got, I've got everything taken care of. Moses says, another question. What, uh, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? The Lord did not appear to you. In other words, God, what if they think I'm crazy? I mean, come on. Sometimes God asks us to do some pretty weird stuff. To go talk to that person across the room. Hey, maybe you should share something about me. Hey, I think you should go on a mission trip to Haiti. Hey, I think you need to go talk to your mom. Your dad. Your brother, your sister. You know, you did say something to your boss the other day that probably deserves, I'm sorry. But, but God, what if they think I'm crazy for coming in here? They just look at me like I've got things crawling out of my ears. That's okay. I am who I am. I am enough. And God tells Moses to throw a staff on the ground. It becomes a snake and put his hand inside his coat. It becomes leprous disease. It talks about signs of pouring water and becoming blood. Now, I don't know about you. When you go talk, when you go to Haiti or you go talk to your boss, you probably aren't going to have that staff to throw on the ground. And I've never had that party trick of the leper's hand. Um, but what I know we have, the miracles we have, we have Jesus in our hearts. And we have his spirit dwelling within us. And if we're connected to that, people will see that he is the hope of nations, that he is the redeemer. And so we rest in that. So questions that we ask out of fear, we say, who am I, God? God, can I trust you? And what if these people think I'm crazy? If 
Fear has this ability to crush the life out of us, to hold us back. And I'm not immune to that. One of my first experiences in ministry in North Carolina was an utter failure. I came from Asbury College, successful, excited about ministry. But here's the error. I was prideful. I thought I had all the answers. And honestly, I didn't know a lot about leadership, how leadership worked. And so when I got into this ministry setting, I came in, guns blazing. Loved the kids, but I failed with my leadership. I didn't listen to them. Some of them were wise beyond their years. I went ahead with my own plan. You know what? I fell down on my butt. My butt. I failed. And I ran just like Moses. I ran as far as I could go. And the safest place to go is seminary for pastors. Is that not right? That's crazy. And I thought, well, maybe I can learn something here. But I carried that failure, that fear within me for many years to come, all through seminary. I didn't want to go back into ministry. Not at all. So I'll, I'll teach. I'll go to seminary. I'll go get my PhD. I'll teach. It's safer here. But little did I know that God was going to bring a man by the name of Max Vanderpool in my life. And we got connected with Max at a church plant. And he took me under his wing. He mentored me. He discipled me. And through Max, God called me back into ministry. And I said, no, you are crazy. I am not going back that way. Because I was afraid. And I started talking with Max about this. And he said, don't be afraid. I believe God has called you. And I want to let you know that from that moment in 2005, 2004, 2005, I knew I may not be perfect and I have some things to work on, but God, if you've called me, I'm going to follow you. And it was through that moment, through Max, that I started delving into, all right, why did I fail? Started getting into leadership training. Started working through. And the hardest part was calling my pastor, my lead pastor back in North Carolina and say, Ray, I am sorry. And calling some of my leadership and say, you know what, guys? I'm sorry for not listening to you. I'm sorry for being prideful. 
Will you please forgive me? And thank God they said yes. I'm so grateful for God still believing in me and still pursuing me and still calling me. And maybe there are some of us in this room tonight that are struggling with fears. Have insecurities. And God is calling you by name. And He's saying, I have something bigger. I have something better. And I know who you've been. I know who you are. And I know who you can be. God's ways are better. Because He is I am. And He is all. And He is everything. Tonight I would say, if you're struggling with fear, if you know you need to go talk to someone, it might be a parent, it might be a boss, or maybe you need to step out. And you need to have, you struggle the same thing I did. You failed. And it's time for you to step out and do something new. Trust Him. Trust Him. He is everything. Don't allow fear to choke out your life. Because in God, even in the midst of our weakness, He is strong. And some of us settle for being the life, for having the life of a shepherd when we could be a prince of Egypt, when we could be called by God to do something incredible. Don't settle. Because God's ways are ten times better. Tonight, if you are thinking, you know what, I need to make that next step. You know, I'm not going to let anything hold me back, whether that's surrendering your life to Jesus for the first time or surrendering this part, this fear to Jesus. I would just ask that we bow our heads and we pray. Jesus, we are open handed to you. And for those of us that know that we need you as our Lord and Savior, we say, Jesus, forgive us. We surrender. We believe that you came on the cross and died for our sins. We ask you that you forgive us. And you fill us and give us passion for you. And Jesus, for the rest of us that fears and insecurities, whether that's past or mistakes or failures. Jesus, we lay these at your feet and say, God, take them out of our hearts. Help us to rely on you, I am, and give us the strength to walk in your freedom.
to walk in your hope. And we love you, Jesus, in your precious name. In Jesus' name, amen.